We have a very exciting episode for you today. Is craft beer dying? We'll find out after the break. I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. But I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking All right, Bud we are Lights back. This is Noobed. I'm your host, Bossy Beer Benny, joined by my co-host, Moses Malone and Dr. Dersh. Guys, what's going on, man? Not a damn thing. Another great weeknight, late night recording session, so thank you for joining me. While we tackle the hard-hitting subjects going on today, is craft beer dying, guys? We'll, uh, We'll get into that. Also, the best craft beer in New Hampshire. They... Ran down a top 10 list that was actually put together. Mo and I have debated that there's any good craft beer in New Hampshire before, so that'll be an interesting topic. It's a top 15 list. And we have an awesome, weird beer stuff for you today. So let's jump right in, guys. Uh, is craft beer dying? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the, best, it's the best answer I can give you. But well, the article brings up some cool points. What article are you referencing? Oh, uh, you know, the article that you sent us that I don't have open. Oh, this is great radio. Yeah, it's from the Burnt Out Beer Guy. Um, okay. That's basically it. The Burnt Out Beer Guy dot WordPress dot com. That's, that's basically his... a giveaway as to how this guy feels about beer. Yeah, he's a little <laughs> he's a little burnt out. This guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I mean, give us the the, uh, the premise of the article. Well, I mean, the picture of the guy with his head in his hands, like yeah. in like the oh my god, what have we done pose. Yeah. Kind of says really what he's summing up in the article, yeah. but. He basically just doesn't like the fact that breweries need to churn out 600 new beers every two weeks just to keep people happy. That was the just five second, like, explain like I'm five version of the article. Stay relevant or or fade and wait for maybe this to get over, I guess. Yeah. We discussed this a little bit when we talked about the nine trends uh, that were going to run their cycle in 2019. This was one of the topics and... Uh, I really don't see how this is any different than any other industry. Um, people are always looking for the new thing. People want new things. Um, when you go to a restaurant, we talked about this before, Mo. I think the analogy you made in the episode was when you go to a restaurant, there's going to be the same person that orders the same item every time they go into a restaurant. Yep. And then there's going to be somebody else that goes in every time and orders something different and always looks at the specials menu. Um so I don't see how this is any different. I mean, there's always going to be breweries that make traditional beers and stick to their script. And there's going to be others that try to steal market share. It's this, just what it is. This article talks a lot about breweries having to like basically reinvent beer every couple weeks just to keep people happy. But honestly, the best breweries do a little bit of that, sure. Very little. And they do a lot of the stuff that they always do. Mm-hmm. Like every brewery has a few staples that they brew all the time. You know, We've talked about Bissell before. They've got Substance. They've got, uh, you know, they're rotating ones. They've got Lux. They've got, you know, uh, Swish. Then all those things that they run through all the time. And then every once in a while, they get real weird and they do something cool. Yeah. Trillium's the same way. Tri- I mean, you can go up and down the list. Everybody does that. I mean, 
Treehouse brews the same beers all the time. All the time. They come out with new ones every now and then. Mm-hmm. And everybody's happy with that. So I, Even when they come out with them, it just it feels like they're well thought out. Sure. Yeah. You know, so to a degree, you know, you know we don't want to rush it. But at the same time, you respect the fact that they're just like, yeah, we're going to put it out when we're ready. So then yeah. I'll pose a question for you then. Is it better to release a new beer every week or two and have it be maybe not the best thing you've ever had? Or is it better to release a new beer every two months, three months, four months even, and have it be absolute fire? Yeah, it kind of depends on, I think, the situation that your brewery is in as a business. Sure. Um, you know, are you economically stable? And can you afford to shape the customer to what you want rather than having them shape you to what they want? True. You know, there will be people who will chase fads and go the new barrel aged pastry stout all over the country all over the place i mean there's always going to be that person and there's always like that's how they came up with tv shows like bizarre foods and anthony bourdain's you know show where he travels around eating rat on a stick and stuff <laughs> i mean people always look for the weird they push boundaries that's like the beauty of human invention for everything so i don't get why I mean. why this is a a big deal i really don't I mean, th- who was this article written by? Didn't we talk about it? Was it the know. evil Does genius? Does he even actually sign his man. name? The oh, oh, it was the burnt out beer. I thought you said it was evil genius. Or they no, just referenced him. No, they referenced him. Yeah. Like a quote from the owner of evil genius or, yeah. or the brewer saying that they're just not allowing... Oh, it seems like they're trying to come up with stuff new, but like they don't want to be rushing it. And it just seem like they're, they're speeding up this process to, to, in my opinion, stay relevant. Yeah. Um, so, it's like a it's like a race maybe from their end, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You know, but I can see I can see it from both ends. It's it's tough, but I think it's also finding like you said, figure out what you're capable of and make those adjustments. Yeah, you know? I mean, so we talked. Make to- your staples, but then try maybe try to have, you know, figure out where you can fit in a run of trying something new, and if it isn't great, then figure out how to correct it and try something new and then release it. Yeah, and we talked about this before the show. Uh, we threw out the you know, the Treehouse example of how they brew all the same beers and how we think Trillium has kind of gone down this route that, that the article explains with the different pastry stouts and a collab every week with a different kind of stout where they're trying to replicate a dessert, and it's just... Um, they've run into some quality issues here as of late where people are actually questioning the quality of the beer. And that could be oversaturation, you know, where, or maybe they put their home runs up front like we talked about. Um, and it does get to the, the point where they, they are in the, in the mode where everybody expects to collapse. Like I would be shocked if there was a week or even a month that went by with Trillium where they didn't put out a collaboration. There's one coming out tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. So. And it's like, it, it gets to that point where you, you've you created this demand. It's not the customer that expects it. You've created the demand by trying to stay relevant, like Todd said, and trying to make these new beers and push the envelope. And then you ran out of ideas, and now it's everybody's fault because they want the new ideas. That's that's not how it works. Right. I mean, you, you put yourself in those shoes, so... Um, I think uh, we can leave that article there. We can post that. It's going around the groups. Uh, we can post that in the noobed Facebook group, N-E-W-B-D. Get on there. 
check out, join the conversation, and see uh, what's going on. So after all that, is it is it dying? That's a good question. I mean, I don't think statistically it'll die anytime soon. Yeah, I think there's some numbers. So I mean, some breweries. It's hard to say. Like some breweries are experiencing dips, and mm-hmm. some are experiencing growth. Yeah. Will the number of breweries in the United States come down from where it probably where it sits right now? Eventually. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Sure. I, as far as like a, people always throw around the bubble bursting. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. I don't. I don't see something like that happening. Like all of a sudden, beer isn't gonna be not you know not popular anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's constant battle between beer and wine and spirits and who gets the largest market share. And, you know, beer will always fight for its portion of that. And yeah. craft beer in particular will will continue to be a big part of that market, I think. It reminds so. me a lot of uh, I was in the golf industry, you know, six, seven years ago now, believe it or not. can't believe it's been that long. But they had the, a similar situation with, with golf. With, golf was becoming very popular uh, with the rise of the economy. And then... All these people started building new golf courses, building new golf courses, and they couldn't continue to staff them. And then they're all fighting for market share, and then a bunch of doors are closing because they're all competing against each other for the same thing. Uh, beer is a little different. Obviously, each brewery can offer something different, but golf can too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, it is similar to that, and I get that, but uh, I think breweries, they have a product that is pretty much built into human culture that will forever be in demand. It's weird. Like there's breweries that we that we see on every liquor store shelf that we could go to the closest store to us right now, look on their shelf and Ballast Point is what I'm is the brewery that comes to mind cuz I okay. read something about them earlier. The last 2 years their sales have gone down. Mm-hmm. So Constellation Brands is the the company that owns them, the same brand uh, same company that owns Corona, uh, Funky Buddha and a bunch of other ones too, but those are the the big ones that you would have heard of. Um, but they're a little bit concerned because Ballast Point was and still to some extent is a big dog in the beer world as far as sales are concerned. Maybe not in the craft circles anymore since they kind of lost a little bit of their luster yeah. when they sold out. So, so to combat that, what is Ballast Point doing? They're coming out with a 99 calorie lager. Yeah. Fantastic. So Ballast Point is going to make a Bud Light. <laughs> right, but where do you go? So I, I get what you're saying in regards to you thinking like the breweries, they give into this, but at the same time, I think this is the other side of that argument in regards to, you know, and I'm not saying crap beer is dying, but some of those that, you know, had a little stake in the game in the beginning yeah, because they're not adapting and they tried to hold true um, are, are getting punished for it. Yeah, Maybe they need sure. to find their own niche to sit in. Then, if you're not going yeah. to adapt, then find something that nobody else is doing. I mean, I'm not sure that they're dying as much as it is everybody else is catching up. Sure. And yeah, I mean, if you started like like I did a couple of years ago, get into Ballast Point. I enjoyed a lot of the stuff that they put out. Um, and you just you kind of there's a lot more options on the shelf now, um, and maybe that's part of the problem too. Um, so can we come up with a definitive answer on that? Is craft beer dying? I think all three of us are in agreement it is not dying. Um, yeah, but the not, sky is, is falling. Maybe it's on a little decline, even though I disagree with that. Um, it's snowing, though. <laughs> it's it is. snowing right now. It's snowing. Decent uh, amount on the ground. 
And we will go into another article here where Mo and I have, have gone over the past. We've ranked the states in New England as to their beer power rankings. And unanimously, the state that comes in, uh, that brings up the rear in New England is New Hampshire. Um, we haven't quite figured out why we think it's their use of multi-profiles. Maybe they're just too far behind. You know, they live free or die. They're not going to adapt or change for anybody. Um, adapt there or was, die. <laughs> there was recently an article put out by Merry Go Down. Uh, and they actually put out a commission to find the best craft beer IPA in New Hampshire. And this is specifically IPAs. Uh, they give a list of the top 15, which we won't run down. But I do want to run down the top five, guys. See if you've heard or had any of these. Uh, number five, Kettleheads M16. Have any any of you guys had anything for Kettleheads? Yeah, I'm out. No, actually, I'm not familiar with them at all. Me either. Uh, Breakaways Rise. Anybody had that? Nope. I think we had Breakaway Brewery at EBF. Uh, Breakaway. It sounds familiar, but yeah. there's a lot of breweries with similar names to that. So. Yeah. Uh, Backyards Lazy Days. Yes, you've been there. Backyards Brewery. I have not been there. My dad's been there. Nope, you've been there. Backyards, but oh, that was where we went. Yep, you've and been I there. Think I, I, had, I had this beer. You had that this was beer. a great one. I was in a car accident that day. You know, you I lost a lot of memory. Yep. Uh, so. Jogged, jogged his brain around a little bit. Probably that was a great place. Probably post concussive. That, that was that a point. great place. I would put them top three in New Hampshire. Yeah. Maybe top one that I've been to. I mean, really, time. honestly, I mean, probably, there's not a whole lot. Yeah, yeah we just had one whatever. or yeah. a flight and yeah. three, and then we <laughs> continued on up. I have to say that, okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we just came from the gun range. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Number two, uh, Lith Lithermans, misguided angel. Anybody had anything from Lithermans? No, I've I've never heard of that. Again, I mean, I don't know how we can speak that New Hampshire has no good craft beer if we haven't had any. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess the ones we've had are like kind of further down the list. Yeah, I mean. Uh, you didn't even remember being to number three. So. Yeah, that's that's how memorable it was. I mean... Uh, and number one, Spyglass State Machine was Citra. Uh, I have not had this either. Uh, so I'm going to really make it a mission to try to get my hands on some of these and see uh, if we can find a good IPA in New Hampshire. All those listeners in New Hampshire, if you want, you can send some down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely help us. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, just... beers I have had on this list, the top 15... Uh, Deciduous, uh, they had Smiling High. I haven't had Smiling High, but I have had Deciduous. They make great stuff. Uh, and they've been the most highly touted New Hampshire brewery on this podcast. Um, Garrison City, we've had a lot of stuff from that. My dad goes up there a lot. Yep. And Stoneface is pretty readily available in New Hampshire. They do great stuff, too. Um, Out of this whole list, I mean, Stoneface is really the only one... Yeah. yeah, the only one that gets distributed here. Uh-huh. I mean, the other ones, sure, you've probably seen or heard, like a couple like Deciduous you've heard of, but nothing else gets distributed. Well, Deciduous gets a little bit of distribution down here. Yeah. We see like bottles from them and stuff, but not canned so much. And but. Uh, they did... I'm kind of questioning the, uh, the validity of this sample here. They took 15 of the best IPAs from New Hampshire... And had nine local craft beer levels sample them blind and rank them in order. So the um, the test resulted of nine results. That was, that's 
That's yeah. ironically how many people are in New Hampshire. <laughs> uh, um, and they said if your favorite IPA did not make the list, don't worry, they'll be doing it again soon. All nine of those guys probably <laughs> will get together and have beers again soon. It's basically this podcast. Yo, and they're going to do a best New England IPA that they'll be conducting sometime in the future. Same nine guys? Probably. It'll be really interesting to see how these three breweries stack, stack up. up against. I mean, if they get any like big dogs from the from the other side, they'll have to. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate to keep bashing New Hampshire. We've, we recently had a listener say that we, we don't include Connecticut and we... Yeah, we did know, make an effort to include yeah, Connecticut there. We did. And... And uh, I just, we live in Massachusetts, which is arguably one of the best beer states in the, in all of New England. Um, we have yep. access to Rhode Island, which is another one that is incredible. Yep. Take trips to Portland, Vermont. I mean, what do you, you know, yeah, when you got an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, right. that's really what it is. I mean, if, if you put New Hampshire somewhere else on the map where there maybe weren't so many world-renowned uh, breweries that yeah. I'm, I'm sure new hampshire would do a lot better like maybe put new hampshire where like arkansas is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe like maybe that would like really pop off i don't know i don't know i don't know either and i don't even know where arkansas is actually it's a cool experiment we should try it yeah <laughs> <laughs> just be like hey arkansas like, <laughs> you gotta move just, you gotta like new hampshire. you gotta switch spots <laughs> yeah you gotta do that Trump uh, said it, so... Yeah. <laughs> so, top 15 beers uh, in New Hampshire. Um, if you have a problem with that, you can argue us in the Facebook group, but we'll delete your comment. And <laughs> we'll, yeah, I'm just kidding. No, we'll probably well, do our own. We should do our own then. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, if they did it with nine guys, I mean, our opinions are worth at we, least the opinions a, of nine a guys. third of theirs. We can do the top five. Or they did 15. Like 300. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like there's three of us. Why right? would you say that it was nine people? Yeah, not like sure. if you were only doing a sample size of nine people, would you advertise that? Like, no. They're just like. Wouldn't you say like we pulled the state's best craft beer well, lovers or something? Do say like that they, so they pulled everyone on the team, but then they put it in public for nominations to fill out. Okay, so, so the so public based on comments and beer availability um, when we settled on the. That's publics. how they picked the top fifteen, right? And then they got ranked by the nine people. So basically, this guy's family ranked this beer uh, at his family reunion. Yeah. Um, but I do hear that Portsmouth is a big up-and-coming uh, brewery boom. Portsmouth is... Oh, yeah? Is a, it's a big... It's a great city, if anybody's ever been there, right by the water. Uh, they're kind of in the similar, like, a mini Portland, Maine, where they're getting a lot of good chefs down there, downtown. Got great shopping, and... They do Earth Eagle Brewing, which was at EBF. Great uh, they rhythm. They have Backwoods, I think, brewing. Um, I'm just making stuff up now, aren't ones. you? Yeah, I, I think I am. Backlash. No, nope, that's, that's who you had Boston. on the show. That's in Boston. Earth Eagle. You got that Earth one, Eagle. right? I got that one. I knew that one. It is uh, Backwoods, isn't it? I don't know. I don't see a Backwoods. Great radio, guys. Um, so that's, Backwoods. I that's, mean, you're just throwing random breweries at the wall to see what sticks. No, back Backwoods. <laughs> that's in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, Backwoods. There's something in there's something with Back in it. Ooh, Back, back Street back, is no, Back. No, no. Okay. Back Nine. So that's it for the top 15 beers in New Hampshire. Back East. Believe it or not, that is it. And we will go on to some weird beer stuff. Mo, uh, oh, you had 
this breaking article about weird beer stuff that we can find locally in Massachusetts. A new team, a, a sports team, gets a new town and subsequently a new beer, and that's the birth of this weird beer story. So what do you got for us? Yeah, so, I mean, we all grew up, I mean, for anybody who grew up going to baseball games, you've probably been to Pawtucket, Rhode Island, and you've probably seen a Paw Sox game. Yeah, definitely. If you've been following the news at all over the last year or two, actually even longer than that, there's been some debate on, you know, moving the Paw Sox, and it finally did pass. So they're moving to Worcester. Worcester. So they will no longer be the Paw Sox. I guess they're probably going to call them, like, the Woo Sox or something. Like I, Probably something Apparently stupid. Woo is, like, a thing that they do in Worcester. Yeah. The You know, we as we learned. But, um, so the Worcester Red Sox will be a thing in 2021. Okay. They're going to be playing at a facility known as Polar Park. And their official craft brewery, the hometown brewery, will be Wormtown. Okay, not bad. Wormtown being located in Worcester. I yeah. believe yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, they, yeah. Um, so they're gonna they're gonna do some some partnership beers with them. Um, they're gonna be brewing a beer right from the jump called Welcome to Worcester, a dollar twenty five. Oh, I like that. The well, beer will not challenge. cost a dollar twenty five, but the donation that they make to a local charity uh, will be a dollar twenty five from the purchase of each beer. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like letting people know, like that's cool. You know, we're trying to better. Um, better the 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 area anyways and try to you know make their make their presence known um they're also doing a small batch version of welcome to worcester um that's going to be aged on locally made baseball bats um so yeah so they're gonna put they're gonna put bats in the beer it's gonna be a bat beer yeah, classic bat beer. Right, the classic <laughs> bat beer. I mean, we've all we've seen it before. Yeah, Same old rum, song and dance. Get your rum ham, your bat beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what they're going to do? It's a it's a local place, Dream Bat Company. It's a premium premium bat maker and supplier located in Connecticut um, that gives um, uh, gives a lot of bats to to teams in this area and in uh, the international league, which is where the Worcester Red Sox play. Um, so it's a partnership that they've got. They're going to do a 30-barrel batch of the beer, uh, and then they're going to set aside four barrels to add the unvarnished, unvarnished. wood baseball bats. That's so no toxic fumes. Big statistic there. Yeah, yeah so if they're not varnishing the bats. Which is, is that a big enough risk, though? I don't, I don't think so. Are they going to be charred bats? Or? I don't know. So these are oak, you said. I would say a lot of oak... A lot of pine, but pine. pine's really soft. That would be really bad to put a beer. Oak, I would think pine. Pine. What else do they make bats out of? Real sturdy, made out of wood. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I've heard of anything like this is a long time ago at Long Live. I remember him saying that they kind of pseudo barrel aged a beer where they soaked some planks. I think they were oak planks. They soaked oak planks in bourbon. And actually threw them into the tank with the beer okay. to give it a pseudo effect of, of bourbon barrel age. So I think it might be a way to kind of uh, expedite the process. Was that Trillium? That was long live. <laughs> yeah, Trillium <laughs> just poured bourbon right into it. <laughs> uh, Damn. Uh, bourbon dipped glasses. Um, but, I'm seeing a lot of baseball bats are made from ash. Okay. Um, some other typical woods are maple, hickory. 
um, and bamboo. Nobody makes bamboo baths. That's stupid. No, That's Wikipedia. What does Wikipedia know? Bamboo's stupid. Hickory <laughs> is pretty common. Maple okay. and ash. So maple would be delightful. Yeah, you know, a little maple syrup in there. Yeah, I don't know if that's how it works, but <laughs> but maybe. Yeah. You tap the bat. I mean, you just squirt a couple bottles of maple syrup in the batch and call it a day. That yeah, might right. be so weird. So who's, we're all definitely trying this beer, right? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to. 100%. I don't know if I'm going to go to, like, Paw Sox games. So I mean, sorry. Oh, it's going to be at Woosa. the game? I would guess. I don't know if it's going to be something. They didn't say if it's going to be distributed um, in the area or if it's going to be something that they serve at the stadium. Yeah. And they didn't even actually say in the article when it's going to be made, so I'm not... Yeah. Only, there's only so much being made, maybe do a fundraising thing. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you definitively that I am not going to Worcester for a minor league baseball game. I will barely travel to Boston for a major league baseball game, and I do that once a year. Um, never mind to drink beer with a bat in it. <laughs> um, oh, you want to hear, hear the thing? Sure. So the the owner, founder and owner of Dream Bat Company. Uh, God damn, I don't even know if I should read this. So he's like, you know, he's doing like his press thing. We're thrilled to have been asked to be involved with Wormtown's Worcester Red Sox beer. I'm not sure if brewing a baseball-themed beer with actual baseball bats in it has ever been done before. But we're extremely excited to have been part of this unique opportunity. I'm sure the beer will be a big hit. Among the Red Sox and Paw Sox fan base and beer lovers in general. Oh, man. I see the pun. <laughs> he called them the Paw Sox. They he did. He called name. them the Paw Sox in the quote, which is crazy. Unbelievable. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Well, whatever. I mean, I was more cringing at the big hit. Yeah. But maybe the, transcription. Yeah, maybe the bigger faux pas is saying the Paw Sox as they move to Worcester and you support <laughs> their organization. So there you go. That's that's how you can tie a bow on this episode. Craft beer is dead. They're putting baseball bats in it, for God's sakes. And now New Hampshire has good beer all of a sudden. The beer world, the it's, sky is falling. Yeah. Cancel your subscription to the podcast. And we're, we're done talking about beer. But we'll see you next week. Make sure you cancel your credit card. <laughs> Wormtown is hosting an event at the brewery on March 2nd. So this sat this Saturday, next Saturday. Yeah, that this, this will be in the past. They'll definitely hear this yeah, yeah. after March 2nd. So Well. <laughs> just cut that. Just yeah. cut that. All right, we won't. Uh, so that's <laughs> it. That's it for this episode. Rate review, cancel your subscription cuz Crafty is dead. So we'll we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Get out of here.